Loud and Proud Champions brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union. Hello and welcome to episode 170 of the Loud and Proud podcast. It's the free Sunday night podcast. We now know our semi-finalists, or do we? And the Moctis romance blossoms on Sunday night. I'm going to try and wrap my head around this whole weekend, but first, Oasis. Uh, where do you start? Where do you start? But Hagerstown, Sunday night. What a game. What an absolute second half. Like, just... Uh, just what, like I just still trying to wrap my head around the Moctis. I've said it all year that they're absolutely they're blockbusters. Like in terms of full value, full entertainment to go and see. They have a game plan. They have a way of playing. They know how to play it. They all work very hard. It's backed up by skill and individuals, um, like the two Bourne brothers that just they just are unstoppable at this stage with their scores, with their force, with their just sheer will. And you have all those worker bees working hard around them. Like you have the like, you have the, the likes of lads like stepping into positions and coming in out of the team that that didn't start. Like Andrew English comes in today. Cormac Smith's had a hell of a season. Was swapped there. He came in and had an impact as well. Darren McMahon plays a sweeper this weekend. Um, Daniel Kinlan plays in the middle of the field and has a hell of a game. I don't know, and, and then you look at the, the other, you look at the other hand, you look at RD, and you think right, like we said in the preview during the week, myself and um, Pete Calif, we both said RD would have too much for them, and like they replaced four of four, they replaced four of starting forwards with another four who are quite good. I think um, they finished with the sub, the subs finished with seven points off the bench, um, you know, like. That's that's half the tally off the bench in that second half. That's the power of the the Mary's uh, scoring power. But what was understated, well, uh, probably on my part was was overstated. Sorry, was their their potential. That oh look to have this to have these players to do. It. Now I know Darren McConnell was missing today, but still, you 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 would have looked at that and you thought oh yeah they're gonna do it. This is the time they're gonna come good. They're gonna they've. Players that can come in and do the business, but they didn't. The Moctis have players that are doing it in this very season, in this very moment, and they did it again on Sunday. Just a stunning performance. Jamie Farrell stepped up as well. Um, at the back, Liam Lawler, the great game, got a terrific point as well. Ben Goss goes out the corner back. Full back, Andrew English goes in there. It was just like Philly Ingsby on the 40, gets a goal as well. It's just, it's just from one to nearly. 25 like David Lennon came on to the early doors for Barry Mulholland who's a key player very influential player for the Moctis and didn't put a foot wrong David Lennon had a great game I would be talking about um, Red Stars during the week uh, that, that's the usual Tuesday podcast didn't have one last week obviously because of the relegation playoffs now we had we had an extra podcast for you if you're thinking of being enticed over now is the time to do it the final build up is going to be absolutely epic this week uh, with two finals and the big semi-final I'd probably have to redraft or redo a preview now on that uh, senior semi-final now on Bank Holiday Monday between RD oh no sorry between Newtown Blues and Nave Martin so that there's a few more angles to, to that and uh, we'll touch on that in a second but with the Blues but yeah sign up patreon.com forward slash loud and proud um, 
thanks very much for the support. It was actually great, great weekend. A lot of people were were brilliant. Um, just saying how to how to listen to the podcast and all that. It's great to have that support. It's great to hear that even the the videos and that filling people in. It's really great to hear and it makes it all worthwhile. And I love the crack with the Mockta supporters as well. Um, and and the Mitchells. I half tipped the Mitchells until I was swayed by Alan Murphy in that epic um, junior preview. So they were they were given out to me as well for not just sticking with, with me guns. And then obviously Cooley as well. Turning over the Kilkerly, Kilkerly Emmis towards the end. So yeah, so just getting back to that RD mock this game. It was just the first half was was a case of two teams that that were very familiar with each other. Probably each side give each other too much respect. Um, they were taking the emotion out of it before it took over in the second half. So key goal chance maybe for um, Kieran Keenan, and that. That could have been the difference early on, but the Moctis held, held firm. Jason Callan pulling off a good save, and then from that they hit. I think they hit four four points in a row to lead five three, um, and then Kiki got a point just before half time to make it five four just at the turn. Very evenly poised, and then second half it just really opened up into a real oh, lovely gunslinger of a game. Philly plays a 1-2, get buries this, then Ardy come back, hit four in a row. Then the Moctis come back and hit uh, 1-2. Craig Lennon gets another goal. What a key player he's been this championship for the Moctis. And then Ardy, they just never panic. They just keep chugging along, keep getting the points. They're relentless. Tom Jackson with three points. Carl Gillespie with four off the bench. Ronan Carroll um, got three points as well. They got it down to 1.29 to 14. But they just couldn't hang on. The Mockers roam up the field. Casey gets the ball in open space, runs runs up the field, gets fouled. Decky hits it over the bar. 210 to 14 points. We said Dardy weren't going well all year and they just are not the same as they were last season. The Mockers put it to bed. They were, they're go, they've upped to the notch from last season. Who they play in the final? Will it be the Blues or will it be the Mockers that game is obviously supposed to be on today Sunday whenever you listen but it was cha- it was moved due to Covid in the Newtown Blues camp I just what's annoying me as well I just hate sort of like I hate kind of idle talk or just nonsense talk, talk or theories that the that the Blues are engineering this so Colin Judge can get back for the game Colin Judge can't get back for the game it's, it's not even if the game was put back six months it's a match ban, and he he would not get off that even with his appeal. So that so I just wanted to bury that because it was just it's just annoying. But there will be a different dynamics to that game now at that time with the with the COVID cases, who's affected, who's badly affected, how ongoing is it, what sort of isolation are you doing, what sort of training can you do, um, and then obviously you have the 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 Martin side as well. What way did they prepare for us? Were they prime for this this Sunday? Did they, have, did they have injuries that they didn't get back? Will, will they pick up an injury here and there? That, that That's just another twist and a torn in this championship. And when you look at it, similar to the weather I would have mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the COVID, like, we've been very lucky we haven't had the COVID case. Like, I, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, in terms of weather, we should have played this weekend last, should have played this semi-final weekend last weekend. Why delay it? Maybe just play, make a two-week a two week run into the final. And now you have this case of COVID, which is unforeseen. But like, who's to say someone else doesn't get COVID um, in the camp the way it's going? 
But I just, yeah, I just wanted to clear that up, and it makes for a fascinating game on Monday week. I'm going to probably do another yeah mini preview on that. So if you want to sign up and listen to that, I'm going to have people on all week previewing the, the games because we now know the finalists. The Mitchells are playing the Clan Emmons on Saturday in Dunleer. Then the Feckins are back in the clans where they were beaten by the Mahonies to play the intermediate final where Cooley won in that very venue on Saturday night. Um, that'll be Sunday. And obviously that game is going to be on the Monday. Hi, Niall here from RD Credit Union. We can look after all your financial needs as we now provide card accounts, debit cards and online banking. In addition to our normal loan offerings, we now provide mortgages, special rate green loans, agri-business loans and student loans. We are open six days a week and you can contact us by phone, online or in person. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. RD Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Just an absolute... um Barnstorm weekend. Now, to be honest, it it, it um, right from the very right from the very start Friday night, the double header. Such a novelty to have a double header again. Such a novelty to be, be on top of a jeep looking at a game as well. Um, mind you, commentating for Lou TV, but really enjoyable, really enjoyable experience. Great to be back doing it. But I just want to say as well that you had a you had a mix of say Glide were coming into that game as underdogs. But they, they, they got an early lead. They rattled the Glen Emmys. They really did. Alan Kirk gets a hell of a goal. And it was made for a right four. Um, Kieran Sheldon goes into full forward. Sean Bourne was doing very well around the middle for the Glen Emmets. And uh, they had to try something. So without Brian Duffy in the team, they had to put Kieran Sheldon in the square. Balls popped in from a mark from what Niall Shark and Andrew Mooney. What a battle they had um, on the night. Just as let us a boat. Real sport man, I know dirty strokes pulled around, just two lads going hammer and tongue at it, and it was a really enjoyable watch. Um, but yeah, ball goes in, Kieran Sheridan fields it, turns his mark and has the vision then to find Kirky. He's running on the back post, made for the right for just to slot it in, is that open, that open up for the right right hand side of your body? Kirky's all left, and he has been for years and would never change. So he has to take it on the left, and he does so outside the left, but rifles it to the roof and there. Just a class score. You get another one to make a 1 6 6 at half time. And then you think, right, everyone's talking at half time. You're thinking, Jesus, we're going to have a shock on our hands here, right to kick off the weekend. And lo and behold, Keen O'Neill just ends that by getting a goal right from the first attack. A brilliant scorching goal. And then um, the wheels kind of fall off a little bit for, for Glide in terms of. Uh, just the fatigue kind of set in and Glenn Emmis took, took control and took the belief away, took that spirit away, took the lead away in an instant and uh, Conor Grimes gets a really, really good goal. Just a lovely, lovely, low, composed, calm finish. Um, no chance for a goalkeeper, David Brennan. Um, and then he just control it from that point on. And, and uh, It was a bit of a shutout because Glyde only got two points in that second half. And unfortunately, Trevor O'Brien had to go off injured. He was playing well. Picked up a couple of really tasty marks. He's linking up well with Kirky. But just wasn't the B for Glyde. But that's the, what's that, the 50 in a row now they've been in the final four? They've been in, they've, since going down in 2016. I'm just checking my notes here. Yeah, yeah, looking at it here during the final in 2017. Again at Glen Emerson, 2018 in the final, 2019 in the final, 2020, last year in the semi-final, and this year in the semi-final. So five years they've been knocking on the door with Junior. And um, look, there's another year, they have another year to do it, but um, 
Again, it was March on to the final. Who will they be playing? It looked like it was going to be the Pearce when David Boy looked to redeem himself after last year's penalty shootout malaise. But John Gallagher showed absolute... Uh, like, I know you think, oh, yeah, Loud and Proud, he's talking about oh, hellish points and great games the whole time. Everything's hyped up and all that. But genuinely, if you get a chance or if someone can show you the, the score in that Mitchell's um, the Pearce game, you will not be disappointed. The, each score was as good as the next score. Uh, right from the get, right from the get go, John Bingham gets a goal, runs along the end line, blasted by Adam Malloy in the net, along runs along the end line, just beats him at the near post with a rasping shot. And just from that point on, like the Mitchells like to tend to sit back, soak up the pressure. So Paul Mallon decided to kick two worldies um, as well on the wing. Michal Begley was exceptional as well on the night. Uh, Mark Larkin they're all just kicking points for fun and then down the other end the twin duo of Gavin Garrett Kane and um, John Gallagher just they combined together and had to combine and they did combine with scores up top Gallagher with his first touch of the game lovely chip lift drives in and buries it in the net after Garrett Kane scores like device physics nearly to score outside the right boot in the 14 yard line way out on the right corner and it was it was it was nip and tuck, but it was high score and it was it was entertaining in terms of not not as in terms of intensity like the Glenham, it's the physicality in that game with, with them and Glyde. It was more just real tactical, real nice. Like you had to be patient, you had to work the ball well and you had to finish and there was some finishing in it. It's two five to ten at half time. But then Bingham Andrew Bingham gets a score a wonderful score as well. Vincent Corley comes off the bench, he gets a couple of points. And it looked like through the influence of Michal Begley that the Pearcey they dominated the Torquay. Looked like they were going to go through, but the Mitchells just grinded them, grinded them down. Just st- stayed through to their system with men behind the ball, breaking up the field. Gallagher gets a free after Boyle, yeah, Boyle puts them ahead, and they try. They're a little bit conservative in the Pearcey, trying to keep ball, trying to probe and probe and probe. Merely too precious with the ball, and yeah, um, it's just a case of. Ball gets walked up the field, free for John Gallagher. This freeze like out of his hands in the fifty yard line. Uh, no real angle on it. But ice cool free, like big dynamic in kicking a free to level the game in the semi final. Then next as the play next play continues on, there's still time, deep in injury time. Stephen Murphy plays on, gets a free on the sideline. This is like right, you've this is your chance to win it. Another dynamic shift again. To free to win it is it's an easier one to kick than the one he's kicked just previously but in terms of where the free kick was way out in the touchline and he decides to take it off the ground and it's a stunning 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 winner it had it had it had to be accurate had to be bang on had to have the distance and it had both just called it over wonderfully it was worthy of winning of the winning of the game and then <coughs> There'll, there'll be a fair, there'll be a fair awkward matchup for Dan Emmett's, more so than the Piercy in that like the big game players, they have a system of play that's going to be awkward for Dan Emmett's coming into it as favourites. Dan Emmett's are also hampered by the loss of James Butler, key forward for them. He was sent off straight red, no chance of getting back for the final with off the ball incident, which is unfortunate for him and for, it's unfortunate for the spectacles. He's a good player, like in terms of sh- shooting the lights out as well from distance. But that's going to be a cracking game in Dunleer too. 
Actually, strange with those two teams. I don't think I've ever seen them playing down there. Those two teams. Um, I'm surprised the manager didn't get a game. But anyway, yeah. So then you move on to the Saturday, and you think then, right? This is going to be a real. Like I think we, I think we mentioned that in the preview with Carol O'Connor that this this um, the game between Huddersfield and the Falcons, the first one in RD, would be a real cagey affair, real real like tight affair. But the Feckins were just just indomitable on the day. Just couldn't be couldn't be beaten. Like even with Ryan Bournes in, in top form and getting an early flick to the net, they, they never panicked, they never flinched. Joe Corrigan stood up in the early part. Colin O'Neill exceptional, Niall Devlin as well. Paul Carey stood up with a bit of response as well. Bournes he also won the counter. But then Ryan Walsh, he came in a, in a twenty six there substitute for um, their talisman in uh, Ron Holcroft he scored 7 points Ryan Walsh uh, in monster monster point to start the second half um, and claiming the high ball and then taking it off the, taking it off balance over the bar and it was it was just uh, it's just a tour de force they just absolutely just shot and overpowered uh, Hunterstown just did no real response it's just the perfect kind of crescendo for the fact they're coming well, the panel is building, they're 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 fed up of being an intermediate. They want they're saying now they're like right of moving off. They they've had two intermediate finals in the past couple of years. The Mahanis beat them and the and the beat them. And look what they've gone to. They won the championship and the Mokhtas are in their senior. They won the Mahanis beat them and then they went to a senior final the following season and then won it the season after that. The Mockers are in a season are in the final are in the final three seasons after they went up. Yeah. They went to quarter final, semi final, semi final. Yeah. Um just the Mockers it's just it's incredible. Some going. But that just shows you how, how on the how on the the money that or how close the Feckins are to being on the money. But then there's absolutely no guarantees. Like uh, obviously yeah, the kick won twenty three. Now McDonald comes up, very impressive with him. He might feature in the Red Stars as well. He, they finished at one twenty three to one eleven, Hunterstown. But like I said, no, absolutely no guarantee. When you see, as the game got closer, that you you were kind of thinking, right, is this Division One thing? Gonna, is, is it an actual thing? And Division One team could kick him. They made it to the final thanks to absolute brilliance at the end from Keane Connor. The transformation in those younger players, um, and O'Neill, Ronan McBride, uh, Keane Connor, from that game, from that game against Hunterstown that opened that opened the championship. There's there's a world of difference. They have come on so much, and uh, yeah, like it's gonna be like to be fair, Kilcarley they were they were quite good. Connor Quigley was excellent. Tyke McInerney was very sharp as well. They probably edged the, the opening half. Um, but Cooley got two goals to stay in the game out of re- out of nothing really. Like um, Patrick Johnson had a shot and a re- rebound. He was blocked off. It's picked up and drove to the net by Fergus Malone. Malone's involved in the second one as well. Um, it was a what well, it was a crossfield diagonal ball by James O'Reilly and. Fergus Malone went come across and hit the punch. It broke two and O'Neill to finish to the net, 
that just kept them in the game when they weren't going well they still stuck in the game especially Dan McKeown got an early goal for Kilkenny fortunate as well he's played in by McEnany Marks was had read it was about to palm it by he slipped fell to McKeown he just flicked it by Galley and then Galley gets a black card at the end of the game at the end of the first half and he doesn't feature, doesn't come back in. Sean Hayes comes in and he and Galley never returns to the field. Um and Hayes was good then when he came in. Cooley uh Cooley pushed on. Fergus Malone was exceptional in that court, third quarter. Um but, but it was one of those the, the lead swapped hands six times, but Kilcarley didn't lead in the final quarter. Um, they, led, they only led twice in that in that uh, third quarter. Through Sean Hand, they lost Dan McKeown. He was a big loss inside for them in that that t- in terms of a threat. Cooley had subs to bring in. They had the quality to come in, um, and it was a real moment in the game for the water break where both sides had patches of, of attacks. They were broken down. It got scrappy, and it was like, oh, whoever gets the next score out of this will win it. And Brian White got it. He he ghosted, and how Brian White is ghosting in anywhere. Um, such as the status you'd think how do you mark similarity today how did not pick up Casey in, in one instance for a short free kick um, but yeah White gets it and you can just tell that was a poignant moment um, but but in fairness to, to Conor Quigley he really stood up he got a free he got a point he got a 45 to level it he thought here comes extra time and then that combination of old Cooley and new Cooley combined in the end Aaron Crawford just gets his hands on it can't hold on to it drops Patrick Johnson, the full forward corner forward is there. That youngster gets on his knees, gets that dirty, the dirtiest of dirty, wet, slippery ball under the floodlights in the clans. That added to it, that setting, to be honest. I'm, I love floodlight games. I think it really adds to it compared to the afternoon kind of malaise. Um, but yeah, so Johnson gets it on his knees, lays it off the Brian White. White. Obviously, he's been around a long time. Plays the ball into his fellow sol- uh, soldier that's been there with him through the years. Aegon McGuinness with a terrific game. He might feature the Red Stars as well on Tuesday. He collects the ball, lays it off to his own rushing. His nephew, Keen Connor, last year minor winner, comes on the loop, kicks his fourth point, his first from play. Pressure, pressure shot. Gets the winner, and that was it. Um cooler in the intermediate final that's a, that's going to be a hell of a clash that's going to be a really good game with them and the, the Feckins will Ron Holcroft be back is uh, is there a few other kind of players to come in for Cooley as well will like yeah two teams will they get over the final over the line in a final it's been 2013 since Cooley have been in a final they, they were beaten by the Blues in the senior final in 2013 it's their first real good tilted intermediate since they've been relegated it's uh, they've a nice team Gary Thornton's done a very good job with them in blending those players in improving those players that panel looks to be a hard working bunch um, yeah yeah it's going to be it's going to be a really really good final in in the clans good good setting for a final as well uh, both those sides actually they played in, in the clans in a, in a minor final uh, 2006 seems that wet day in the clowns as well where the Joes overturned the Pats in the final and then you're left then with with the uh, with the with the Mar- with the Marys um, being dumped out by the the romance of the Moctis so just a hell of, hell of a weekend um, I think everything covered there just just when I looked at it and I was featuring looking at a lot of players that featured through the weekend and uh, you look at a lot of a lot of the players that have been prominent 
um, over the week, over the past couple of weekends, have all played in that 2017 Loud minor team. And Alan McGauley was a goalie that day, and he was conspicuous by his absence um, all season for RD. How they could have done with him, he's a massive part of the game last year. He didn't play. Alan Connor, obviously, and, and Owen Callan, they played in defence that day in that Leinster final. They uh, they will face each other. Dan Corcoran uh, uh, was he's in the loud panel. James O'Reilly was excellent for for Cooley. Then right half Lenny Gray has had a hell of a season as well. Philip Trainer he hasn't played for Hunterstown since his move from RD. How RD could have done with him? How Hunterstown could have done with him? Um, if he was got got fit and got got injury free. Liam Jackson was uh, playing right half today. Um, and then Colin Morgan, he still has a part to play in this championship as well. Ben Mooney has probably his best season for the Geraldines. Jerry Garland, solid, great pressure, high catch at the end, the end of that game. Plugged away, did a job. Kiki Keane had his best game for RD today, this season. Um, kicks a hell of a point, a half, on the half turn in that second half, in that onslaught. In that, uh, he, he, he levels the game actually. It was in RD's ninth point level after Philly's goal when they hit four in a row. He was key to that. And then Fergus Malone, he was playing that day as well. He's one of those minor members. He was ex- exceptional. He's he's having a great season. He he could be in with a, a shout for loud. Keelan O'Neill, he commands the sub that day. He was brilliant. John Gallagher and Connor Gillespie. Like, Gallagher was just sublime. Keelan O'Neill was absolutely exceptional when he came on. Yeah, Conor Gillespie he 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 prominent today. He had uh, he set up a couple of chances before being taken off. Adam Lai came on that day. He was very good for the Piercy. Um, Shane Higgins had a good season. And um, one of the boards from Roach had a great win, and they're this they're safe in intermediate football next year after a win over a tower. And then in senior, the the Gales actually yeah Gales Colin Nicholson. He's probably the only one that isn't playing that played that day. Forty Gales, but they're safe anyway. In senior, the O'Connells have been relegated, and then two other players, um, Nicky Brown, Nicky suffered from injuries from the Moctis. He might be back. He might be back with this. Might be back for the final, and then Dean McGreekin as well. He he did play junior on the, on the way, but he's not in that. He's not involved in that curly panel. But that's just to just you know. That's just where my mind goes in these things and takes tans, tangents off. But it's just always nice to see. But that that just shows you the quality. And the character of that 2017 bunch. Right, for more stuff like that during the week, sign up patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. Thank you very much for all the support so far this season. We have a couple of weeks left. We've lo- we've the rest of the year to talk football. I'll have it on Patreon. I'm gonna keep keep it rolling as always. Um, a few other ideas coming up. We're gonna have like it's gonna be jam-packed your inbox or wherever you get your podcast is gonna be just hopping in terms of previews and different angles and, and different uh, looks and bulgy predictions on these key games so what do we have one two three four massive games left in the championship we have a senior final possibly in the 7th of November we have the mock we have the Mar- the Martins and the Blues final on Sunday so next weekend Saturday, Sunday, Monday it's going to be absolutely jam packed I don't know, I, I might have to do uh, the Sunday podcast to delay it and maybe that's where I'll squeeze in my preview for um, that Martins Blues game but um, yeah that's it, I hope you enjoyed the weekend, thanks for your Red Star nominees 
thanks for all the the chat over the weekend. Thanks for all the abuse and thanks for all the praise and all all that all that crack as well. Really enjoyable. Um, it's really great to be going to these venues. It's opened up slightly, and you, you get talking, interacting with all the the, the fans and new, all neutrals at these games as well. Enjoying being back here and looking at the, at the football as well. It's funny, like you see lads that played well in the championship, the lowest be at games, just looking around, like even if they're not, even even if it's a different grade. So I love that. Um, it's just one of those quirks of championship, and uh, it's nearly over. But we have a big week ahead of us, so I will hopefully join you. If not. I will see you next on on the free Loud and Proud podcast. Talk to you. Bye-bye. And congratulations to the Mitchells, Glen Emmerts, Feckins and the Romantic Moctis. Good luck. Bye-bye. Loud and Proud Champ brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union.